Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. What is up, everyone? It is Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, so you know what that means. Another edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Bill & Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, Twitter network, or if you are listening to the audio version, the Bill & Buffalo Podcast Network, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. What Anywhere. Is up, Lance? What is up, everyone? Hopefully, everyone enjoyed their weekend until Sunday night, and their, then their weekend got a little antsy. We're going to break it down. We're going to give you everything we, we saw. I saw on TV. Lance saw in person from the game. And then we're, we'll get you ready for the Patriots game. As always, uh, this is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Use code Blitz. Lance, tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy and how great it is for yeah. the sports world. Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy app in the world. They have uh, Best Ball Mania 4 going on right now. Um, I'm in the qualifying stages, got two entries in there, um, basically cumulative points uh, through the weeks. And then, you know, top teams will move on to the to the uh, playing for money later in the season here. Um, best ball format. Check it out. They got live pickums. You can pick different player stats, higher or lower, and get money the same night that you're wagering or putting entry slips in. So check out. Underdog Fantasy, use promo code BLITZ when you sign up, get a deposit match right now up to $500. So if you deposit $500, you get $500 in free money. Uh, and if you deposit less than that, you'll get that amount matched. Um, and then uh, get into the get in the game, share your picks. Uh, there's huge pick'em community now for those kind of things. It's really a lot of fun. Um, Daily Fantasy awesome. uh, is a whole new beast and, and get into it. But man, they talked about I was at the game um, against the Giants here on Sunday Night Football. Um, long day, long day, but watched it from the Caesar Sportsbook Lounge, which is kind of in the end zone corner. So it's almost like getting the all 22 view for the whole game, uh, watching it live. Interesting perspective, but absolutely dope. Recommended if you want to get into the game because there was like full seclusion from all uh, noise within the stadium. They did have the radio broadcast on there, and it was a little bit quieter than I would have liked. I would have liked to hear the the broadcast if that's what they're going to do, but mm -hmm. uh, definitely prefer being out there with the fans and, and being a part of that energy. It was so weird. I kind of was telling Peter before the game, I just had this sinking feeling, and boy, that feeling was right. I think we uh, we just didn't come out there and play sharp on offense. It was very, very disappointing. So where do you want to go first in this recap, Peter? I'll let you kind of, I took first last week, I think. So yeah. why don't you take it from here and, and tell us where you want to go kind of as we're breaking down what went on in the Giants game. 
And as always, the comment section is open if you're on YouTube and Facebook. Make sure you share, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. But if you want to join the conversation, come on into the comment section. And we'll answer some of your questions, comments, and concerns. And we'll, we'll, and we'll get to some broader. We'll talk about Ken Dorsey in a little bit. So I don't want to get there yet because that's one of the topics we're going to talk about. Um, where do I want to start here? Do I want to start positive or negative? I don't know. Look, let's, let's just start. Well, the Bills avoided a disaster, a disaster which would have been a loss, which would have sent them to three and three and would have been spiraling. Now you're at four and two, feels a little different. And I, I was telling one of my friends, this isn't college football, right? There's no resume builder. That doesn't exist. There's no resume wins. No matter, even if you can do people's strength of schedule versus someone else's strength of schedule in at the end of the year, it doesn't matter. You don't go based off your strength of schedule. You can value teams like that, but that's not what you do to get into the playoffs. you got to win games. So it's, there's no committee. There's no 10 people in a room deciding these four teams and these two teams stay home. It's not. you got to win games. And at the end of the day, the Bills found a way to win. Doesn't mean there's not a ton of concerns. Lance, I'm going to start with you. Give me give me like let's, – let's, let's, let's focus. Let's go on offense. Let's just go and – I know I have another topic. How does the Bills' offense get fixed in a bit? But we can we can touch on that. We can go bounce back and forth. What did you see, just overall from the offense that you were just like, this does in the first half. This doesn't feel right. Yeah, I think there's a lot to say about what the timing of the offense looks like right now. When we saw Josh Allen completing seventy two percent of his passes in a few of these games, and you know, it was timing, rhythm, plays. Right now, the offense is getting taken out of their timing. They're taking away kind of the same way the Bills did to Tua, where they take away that first read and you have to adjust. Um, there's a play where they did some play action trying to get digs on a crossing route, and the Giants took that crossing route away, but Khalil Shakir was wide open, and Allen just didn't see him. James Cook was open a few times. I saw watching the film back. Allen doesn't see him. And I know he's not going to see everything all the time, but it's just he was looking that in that general direction. I can't believe a player of his caliber was not able to see a wide open receiver. It's just he's not looking at all these guys like James Cook. And he's just so lasered in, it seems like, on Stefan Diggs. And it's just really really taken away from from the, the the dynamic and fluidity of that this offense can have if you really are are starting to distribute the ball to just taking who's open and i think that's what i saw from from the biggest problem i'm not saying the only problem with the offense is all josh allen but look he's got some culpability in this and you have to start seeing these guys outside of Stefan Diggs and getting the ball to him. I mean, if you look at the target distribution, 16 targets to Diggs. Gabe Davis had four, Dawson Knox six, and then three players with one, Morris, Shakir, and Hardy. And Morris and Hardy each got a touchdown on their targets. So it's very, very strange to me that we, we are just zoned in so much on Stefan Diggs on offense and unable to kind of get these other pieces we have because we have capable players here and they're just not being utilized. And I don't think it's all on Ken Dorsey. I think that there has to be some bit um, 
of looking at Josh Allen's game and saying, Hey dude, this dude was open. You, you got to distribute it there. You got to see that, um, you know, cook over the middle a few times. Like I said, Shakir on, on another play action pass where he kind of just threw it at the feet of digs because he held the ball and, and didn't get it out in time. It's just the timing of his throws. You can tell when they're late because it's contested catches by the receivers and those kind of things. So we have to start getting some of these routes where Allen can just get the ball out and get it in the hands. Now they tried doing some of that stuff last week, I believe, and I absolutely yeah. hated it when they attempted it because they tried to get Shakir in space and these people in space, even Gabe Davis. I think, I don't know if that play was this week that I'm thinking of or last, but they just couldn't make their man miss one-on-one. They are trying yeah. to get these guys in one-on-one matchups, but the athleticism wasn't there to kind of make their guy miss. And so those are the plays where if you're going to do that, you really need a guy like Cook or Hardy, and those are the weapons we have on this team to kind of make those guys miss outside of digs. I get the Bills, or I guess Josh Allen, but I would say the Bills in general, targeting Stephon Diggs, right? Like, I understand it. Like He's your best receiver. Oh, yeah. He's one of the best receivers in football. It's understandably. It becomes an issue when you are force-feeding him when you don't need to force-feed him. And I get it. You're going to face teams, and you're going to do the same thing on Sunday. You're going to face a team in the Patriots that corners don't match up against Stefan Diggs. And not a lot of corners can, but the Giants this past weekend couldn't, and the Patriots on Sunday won't. The Buccaneers the following week won't be able to do it as well. Uh, and we'll, and it gets common like that. But this team has other weapons, and I know they were missing Dalton Kincaid, and I I do think that's a probably a bigger loss than maybe we expected and maybe anticipated, even though his target share hasn't been crazy and his yards haven't been crazy. But I do think it was probably a bigger loss than we expected i would say the first half the offense got derailed on a couple things the first drive i would say that was an iffy non-pi call but i don't think that was a crazy non-pi call the second drive was a pi in my opinion but then you had the gabe davis fumble that's that's a turnover and then the bills of for some reason refused to run the ball they refused to run the ball they did in the second half and james cook went for 14 carries for 71 yards and a 5.1 yards per average. I also think they just, Allen just didn't take what the defense gave him. There was, there was something not clicking clearly, but then there was a point. I don't mean to interrupt you, but read this when you get a chance. Um, What do you, I want to, and I totally apologize for, for breaking that thought up, but I just, I think this is a kind of a good point and I wanted to see what your thoughts were. Um, I get that these guys have dropped passes everyone's dropped i mean gabe davis has dropped Diggs dropped a ball too so i get it but like you when when someone's open um when someone's open like you have to give them that chance like that's the the whole thing and and i think that's the big issue right now that we're seeing yeah he might be onto something is he's he's not trusted does he not trust him we're never never gonna know because he's too good not to see it in my mind that's what i'm because i'm like how didn't he see that he had to have seen it he just didn't trust it. I think I think they emphasized in the be- beginning of the game, we're going to get Diggs involved. We're going to get Diggs involved early because they can't stop him, right? And we've seen that in the past. We saw that in Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. I feel like when they just targeted Diggs over and over and over again. Uh, what game did he have three touchdowns? Was that Vegas or was that the Commanders? Vegas. He had three touchdowns against Vegas, right? Uh, let me see here. I think it was Vegas. Whatever. One of those yeah. games where. Uh, no, that was against Miami. Miami, you're right. You're right. Miami. Uh, I was 
flip the home games in my head, but they went after corners that can't guard Diggs. But this night, Sunday night, just didn't feel the same, right? He still had 10 catches. He had 100 yards. It just didn't feel the same. And are we feeling different if maybe they score another touchdown or two in the first half? Yeah, 100%. If they win 28-9, to we're we're not talking about this, right? You score 28 points in the NFL, you're going to win 95% of the time. But because the offense sputtered and the offense didn't move the ball at all in the first half, and I also thought – I don't know what you thought, but the offense did this type of thing. They had a couple nice plays. They did this against the Jaguars. And I've noticed this the last two first halves the Bills have played. They move the ball, maybe a first down or two. They get to about the midfield range from anywhere from the 50 to the plus side where the opposing team's 40-yard line is. And then they sputter. They sputter. For some reason, when the Bills have gotten to midfield, they have sputtered on offense. I don't know what it is. Is it a game plan? Is it a play call? Is it an execution situation? But for two straight weeks in first half, first halves of the game, the Bills have struggled when they got into midfield. I don't know why. I have no idea why, but it's something that has caught my mind. And it's maybe one of the reasons uh, they, they have not been able to move the ball into the red zone. And if the Bills get the ball in the red zone, they've been nearly perfect. Josh Allen's been the best red zone quarterback in the football this year. Like that offense in the red zone has been deadly. And that was something we were concerned about. Now what mm-hmm. we're concerned about is getting to the red zone. It's right. when they get to midfield, when they get to the plus 40 yard line of the opposing team, they have not been able to execute. Is it, was it penalties? It was it just not be able to run the ball. Was it running out of freaking shotgun? Uh, <laughs> was it all those type of things? Lance, have you noticed that? Or is that just like a me thing? Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, they're doing this thing again where they kind of um, <clears throat> this run, run, pass deployment on offense a couple times I've seen. And I'm just like, why? Like, why are we now? Again, there was a comment here that I brought up from Bob. The O-line could have definitely they had great. a better game. They weren't great. Um, and when the, when the O-line... Um, Pass block. plays better obviously the when the that gets the run game going better but there there were some holes there and there were some things i saw watching the game back that it just wasn't well put together there was the timing of the entire offense not just josh allen getting the ball out of his hands but the timing of the offense where the running backs hit the hole too fast or didn't um, hit the hole correctly there's different things that go into the timing of a play and yeah. when the timing's right, you can hit that crease right at the right time and get on up to the second level. They just didn't have that too many times. Now, Cook still had 71 yards, Murray 45. Yeah. So still a decent output rushing. Yeah. But, you know, they did have 29 attempts. So and also, you know, only 30 pass attempts here for 169 yards. That's I, the the offensive line is going to look better when the offense executes. They had. Only three punts in this game. Yeah. <clears throat> there wasn't Only a lot of possessions to go around. But, so, so sorry to cut ahead. you off, but I want to we talked we were talking about cooking. A couple people have mentioned not using cook in the comment section. I appreciate all the comments, Lance, and I really do. There's That's a ton. <laughs> so if we don't get to you, apologize. But use super chat if you want your comment on the screen or your question on the screen. If you're on YouTube, just use yeah. a super chat. Um I'm trying and, to reply to some via text too while you're if you're yeah, talking or something but, like that too. So PFF's grade of James Cook in pass blocking was 7.9. 
Does that have something? To, that might have something to do with why James Cook was not in the on the field in a for a lot of the passing downs because he's he struggled on Sunday night in pass block. And I get it. Well, he's a great out of the backfield, but you all had to catch out of the backfield. And I agree, and Lance agrees. But you have to be able to protect your quarterback in the, as a running back. You have to be able to pass block. You know, you know who had a really good pass block grade? Latavius Murray. 77.9 pass block grade. That is the exact reason why Latavius Murray had a lot of snaps. Because he was good in pass block. He protected Josh Allen. James Cook did the complete opposite. And I get it. James Cook is way more talented, way more explosive, better running back. We know he had a better stat line than Latavius Murray. But if you are unable to protect your quarterback, you are not going to be on the field. That's just going to happen. You have to be able to protect your quarterback. But in this game, I get that. But in this game, then use two backs because you only have one tight end, really. Fair. Or get Quentin or keep Quentin Morris in the back, in, in the, the field. you know, or to get block. Gilliam on the field. Yeah. Gilliam. Get, Gilliam. Yeah. Have Cook and Gilliam then with Knox, Diggs, and Davis or whomever, you know, but it's like you have Five. all these other folks. Like, you got to get. Cook on the field and get him the ball. No, in space. I'm not, like there's I'm, no need. I'm not for him to go through a game with zero targets. That's when, what I, I don't. He doesn't need no, to have all these I, catches, but zero targets. That's a little bit. No, I get. It. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing that James Cook shouldn't be on the field. I think the what the Bills saw is so when you come out into your play right, and it's not a design screen, but you can have you can use James Cook to block and then he'll roll out as a safety net. They, I think they were afraid. I think they are honestly afraid because he could not pick up a block. I think that's the problem. Do they need to incorporate more direct screens to James Cook and get him in space? A thousand percent. He's a, he's a difference maker. James Cook's a stud. You have to use him more. That's not the issue here. I think they, that's an issue there. And that's a, I think that's a separate actually conversation. I think what we sometimes want to see more is the dump off when the play breaks down downfield. But if James Cook can't sit in there and block for a little bit, it becomes an issue. Latavius Murray could, and we all know Latavius Murray's not anywhere near as explosive as he once was. You know what? But shout out to Latavius Murray. Dude's doing his thing. He had, what do he have on 12 carries for 45 yards, 3.8 yards per carry. Dude's doing his thing. Yeah. That's that's a good backup running back. Uh, and obviously, unfortunate what happened to Damian Harris. And thank God he was okay. And he's okay now. Yeah, really scary um, stuff. I mean, God, even Harris's family was right in the section next to me in the Caesar Sportsbook Lounge, and they were visibly, obviously, shaken by seeing their family member uh, getting stretchered off the field. So, you know, shout out to uh, Lance. you know his family and things. I uh, hope he obviously makes full recovery. No, sorry, it sounds like he's doing well. Yeah, uh, Scott, I, I'm, I'm not trying to come at anybody here. I'm not. We don't do that here. But Scott, I see your last comment. Uh. Do we see how many rookies are currently and second-year players are currently playing on this Buffalo Bills team? Osiris Torrance at right guard. Dalton Kincaid plays. Khalil Shakir plays. James Cook plays. Dorian Williams plays. Terrell Bernard plays. What what are we talking about, man? Come on. Yeah, Greg Rousseau was a great pick. AJ Evans is coming into his own now. Just the last two years. The the draft pick thing is what it is. I think everyone's going to have different opinions. But I just think that... Um, you know, Come on. It, it's it, the draft is hit or miss. I mean, they're going to have, but and it, also it's been 16, I just six, for I just the, six starters for, for the rookies this year. And for the, even a lot of the second year guys playing their first action, it's been six games. I mean, they're going to have times 
Dorian Williams got beat really bad a couple of times, and then he made a really nice play he's, on Tyrod Taylor as well. Spud. Like, he's yeah, he's spud. it's like it's gonna nobody's perfect. Everyone's starts. gonna miss. Deion Dawkins still misses, you know, blockers, you know, blocks. No, no, I mean. but, but, so it's it's just the nature of the beast. Two guys. Two, we're talking about in the last two years because you know everyone's talking about rookies don't play or second year guys don't play. But I just named you have Bernard and Dorian Williams are two starting linebackers or, or rookies and a second year. It's, Bernard's basically a rookie, barely played. Starting running back is a second year. One of our receivers, Khalil Shakir, a second year. Like who else do we have? Who Osiris Torrance, starting right guard, a rookie. Yep. Christian Bedford, a second year. Cooks in a second year, right? So Cooks I mean, is in a second year too. Yeah. Come on, people. Like I, I don't, Scott. You're probably. I appreciate you watching the show. I really do. But what are we doing here, man? That that's just not what we're doing here. That is just not true. We use young guys, and they've been contributing. And if we're gonna go to where we want to go, those guys are gonna have to keep playing and playing at a high level. So, okay, I'm sorry, but like, I'm sick of it. And you know, you're not yeah, sick of it. I don't, you know, it is what it is. I get you. I it it that's the thing that's been said about me, and people call me kind of a mid Bills fan because I don't get up, you know, as animated on the shows <laughs> or while I'm talking about it as I do. No, like when I, I'm I, in the I, game, when I'm at the game, like I'm a hundred percent like no, but I just think it's taking a shot I'm, at being yeah, for no apparent reason. That's when I'm sitting I'm here, I'm just like, you know, people are gonna have their opinion. I can't no. change it. No, uh, mine is different than yours. My mine my opinion is different than um than Scott's. I think that you know it's a it's a process. They say trust the process for a reason. It's like a literal thing. It's not just a, a fancy slogan. Like they have a process to go it's through. Not just Scott, and not no. every player is gonna just turn out to be no, but, but, um, this they, pro they first first, you know, team all <laughs> pro. And they're 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 playing well. So I think that yeah, it's also going, not going forward. Scott. It's um, not just Scott. It's it not is. just Scott. And Scott, appreciate you. John saying here, um, you know, Bass missed two field goals. That yeah. was super surprising. Well, I think that the they didn't the kick the first. they didn't kick the first one um, from no, would have been fifty uh, four yard. I think they didn't kick yeah. it. And and look, there was no wind from from my vantage point. The 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 uh, tassels nice on the on box. the field goal. The tassels on the field goal posts were not moving at all. So it's like, what wind was there? There, you know, he was talking about how the wind comes in the tunnel and this and that. It's like, no, dude, like. There's no reason not to kick that field goal. They end up punting, no. and they did get a good punt off anyway. But still, um, they have that. Then you have two missed field goals. So when we talk about, you know, how this game went, I just want to run through um, a little bit of these. I like running through kind of the the play. Yeah, go uh, for breakdown it. of of what we do. So we have a punt. Which again, the first drive punts are starting to drive me nuts. I absolutely cannot stand starting a game where you have a script. You literally come out. You know the plays you're going to run. You have practiced them all week, and you can't come out and execute a script to start a game. That drives me absolutely nuts. You have got to be better to start a game on offense. It's inex inexcusable. You're a little animated now. Now I am. Um, <laughs> then we force a three and out. Okay, so then we then we start driving. We get forty play forty yards in six plays, and Gabe fumbles. Can't fumble. And and that. Can't when turn the ball. I think when he fumbles that ball, it's like, bro, like this is really going to be happening. This is what's going to be going on today. You know what and it was, man? So, it was like an oh crap feeling. You're like the first drive, I get it. Oh, we got to yeah. stop. Okay, we're okay. We each team kind of field each other out. We're fine. Then you fumble and you're just like, shoot, this is going to be a little interesting. 
And yeah. I got that feeling. I was like, crap. Because yeah, if you go yeah. down and you get a touchdown on that second drive after getting a stop, I, the game's not over. But you, you know, you kind of yeah, you start start, oh, start turning Uncle Mo in your favor. Well, and you we all you know. make the Giants score a touchdown, which they didn't do all night. So right. you keep going. Sorry to cut you off, but you no, know, I agree. But we, I think well, we good, both yeah. have the same feeling. Like, this is oh, a crap. good part of the recap. I think this is good. The good banter, and um, maybe we'll start with this next time just to go through it. But yeah, um, then the Giants do sustain a, a drive. Um, they get some stuff going. Uh, they had one big play from Tyrod to Darius Slayton where they beat um, Kyrie Lim and some guys over the, over the top. Yeah. Uh, again, I know Kyrie's not been um, a first team all pro by any means. He's not been great, but I think he's starting to get he, some things down. And the, the biggest thing that was a problem against Jacksonville was really his tackling in the run game for me, not necessarily his pass defense. Everybody gets beat in the NFL. Nobody is perfect in covering receivers, okay? But, he, you know, he's getting his time in there. He's getting acclimated. And I think he's going to end up um, Lance, doing okay. His so, tackling grade was 78.4. Beautiful. That was it. That's top tier of the team. His coverage grade was 68.8. Yeah, exactly. He, they, 50, he he played well. killed him in the, they killed him in the run defense. Uh, but how many corners are really good in the run defense? Exactly. I mean, right. I, I, I mean, the thing is, he was, you know, better. Dane, he was better. Dane Jackson was pretty good. And now, you know, he's hurt yeah, probably partly due to stepping in there and taking that abuse that comes from but know, stepping up and stopping. He'll, he'll the play Sunday. I think Dane will um, play Sunday. So, yeah. Um, Sorry, keep see. going. I keep cutting you off. All good. I want to just see now that you mentioned that, though. What are we looking at? I have the, I have the PFF grades up if you want me to look at something. Really low grades. Um, but he just still had a 65 and a half tackling grade, oh. uh, even uh, Kair against the Jags, which is surprising, but not well, uh, obviously also, great, but... put out the, the Jaguars. He was also going up against Calvin Ridley, which yeah, is sure. an insane task. I think he's, I think he went from like basically like an F performance on in London to maybe like a C performance on right. Sunday night. So we, I think he's going in the right direction. And maybe look if he balls out Sunday and he gets keeps getting better and better and better, it, it, it's it's a good thing. If we see the progression, I would like to see the progression. Yep. So, you know, Giants go down and get a field goal. It's three nothing, right? It's like, all right, here's your time to respond. They they do first play out deep pass to mm -hmm. Diggs, twenty eight yards. Latavius Murray up the middle, ten yards. Boom. Okay. Someone then there's a timeout, and mm -hmm. I'm not sure whether uh, Dory Jackson gets injured. So now they've got this big formation in and it's a, a pass. And I think this was the, one of the plays I was watching where it was a play action Shakir wide open on the right side of the field, digs on a crosser to the, the throw ends up going to the left and goes short. Then another short pass to digs, no gain. And now on third and 10, now we have third and 10 and we have a short pass to Knox who you know, doesn't get the ball there. And Okereke is absolutely wrecking the game at this point. Now, yeah. He's putting great. pressure on Josh Allen. So, you know, just, it's tough. You get down to the giant. That was the, the, the drive where the Giants score, you get back down to the giants 37. Now you punt. You're at their 37, kick a 50, try the 54 yard field goal. No, no. Like you're down three. What are you doing? They do get a nice punt. They pin them inside their 10. They force another punt. Three three and out. Mm -hmm. Defense does its job again. 
short pass to Diggs, one yard, incomplete to Diggs, false start. Okay, now we're third and 14. False start on Diggs. You know, it's like it digs, digs, digs. Oh, when he then, when digs ran uh then he that. goes and tries to throw another deep ball to digs, not there, and we punt. So it's that's it was a, it is spiraled. The the Bills force a three and out again, and we go down and miss a field goal. And the drive sputters because we run another passing complete to digs, another passing complete to digs, and then we kick the we try a field goal. Yeah. It's so no, it's like can't be doing that. It's just, it's just all, it's all here. It, it was all digs, to, you know, force. And Dayball knows. Dayball knew what the Bills were going to try to do. It was, it's, it's not too far from what he's implemented with this team. So he obviously has no, a great idea. And that's the one thing we talked about. We didn't really give enough credence to before the game when we were predicting our scores and stuff that the Bills would be a little bit um, limited because of Brian Dayball's ineptitude of what they're trying to do with the pieces they have on offense. And so you know, the giants come yeah. down now and get a field goal and the bills are starting to put together a drive and Josh Allen um, has Dawson Knox absolutely wide open. I'm watching this play unfold live as it happens. And I'm like, Knox, Knox, Knox right there. And he threw it to him, but he throws this laser you know, at like eye level for these yeah. guys. And he's got to show some touch there, get it over the yeah. second level no and, and get it. I mean, Allen, Allen had knocks on that play. So that was such a tough um, pass gets tipped and intercepted. And then the, the defense again holds up and stops the giants at the goal line because they just have no idea what they're doing out there. And they looked like a pop Warner team trying to execute a two minute drill. It so, was bad. It was bad. Uh, coming out I, of the half, you make the Giants punt on a long drive, right? And now, now we get rolling. I'm the, third, the third quarter was two, two drives. The Giants yeah. had a drive in which then they had to punt, and then the Bills get a 17 play, 90 yard drive for 10 minutes of time of possession. That was, and then we also and that went into the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah and we, we also had scored that, the touchdown in the fourth quarter, and that, that gives us that crazy play to end the quarter when they were. Going at each other, Dawkins, Brown, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot who's maybe Dexter. I think Dexter Lawrence and the Giants and a couple other players, which was just a be- bunch of offsetting penalties, which I love. I love how guys can just start throwing haymakers at each other. Offset, offset. It's awesome. But no, a lot uh, of a lot of good run plays on that seventeen. They ran drive. the ball. I think they ran, ran they, the ball well. They, but let's. We can also we're going to touch on. To, we'll get to Ken Dorsey right now, kind of. But yeah. do you want to get to the final drive, like the final couple before we get to Ken Dorsey? Because I think that's yeah. very important. I think if you talk about the final drive, right? Offensively, well, the Bills get a stop, right? They get that. What was that fourth down play? I forgot what it was. Let me go right here. Uh, fourth for the downs before we got the ball back. Pass incomplete. Yeah. He went to Slayton and oh no, it was oh yeah. You know what it was? It was that deep ball to Slayton and Benford made and one hell of a play. So shout mm-hmm. out to Christian Benford. So the Bills get the ball back and you're like okay, but. Three timeouts in the Giants. So you need a first down. One run play, no yards. Two second run play, goes nowhere. Third down, you trust the ball with your quarterback, and he had Dawson Knox. And Lance said he should have caught that. I think he should have caught that as well. But Josh 
should have put that ball in a better spot. And well, what do you guys think? And tell us in the comments. I mean, are you guys of the opinion that if you touch it, you got to catch it? Or I mean, obviously the ball wasn't, wasn't in a pristine uh, location either. You want to have that in the numbers, and he's throwing that where Dawson Knox has to make an athletic and really good play. But Dawson Knox is really good and really athletic, so you kind of want yes. him to make that play at the same time. That's where we get a little bit. Um, I think, I think two can be, two opinions on this can be right. Knox should have caught the ball, and Allen should have made a better play. Yeah. They both can be right. Not, but Knox had to come back to the ball. It should have never. But if you put, think like this, Knox should have never been put in that situation where he had to come back and make a crazy play because he was wide open, running exactly. upfield. Allen puts it there. Lance, we're not happy about the win, but we're a little less panicked. And then we go to the final drive, and the Bills play what I hate the most in the National Football League that prevent defense. The prevent defense drives me insane. It just gives NFL teams a chance to march down. Then the Giants have a chance with two seconds left. Take a shot at the end zone. Let's talk about that, right? They throw the ball deep. Bernard makes a play on the ball. They call a PI. Was that a PI, you think? No. And so so now we're getting into this is kind of one of the things I set up. Two two seconds left. Did the Giants get screwed, right? So, no. Like, here's an issue. area where the referee gave the Giants the benefit of the doubt here. They got the ball at the one yard line because they called pass interference instead of illegal contact or holding. It was a hold really on the set, on the hmm? before, before the Giants got the ball back for the final drive, Bass didn't miss that field goal, which was a massive miss. Exactly. 50, okay. Another Sorry. three. So two missed field goals here. Which is massive. But 50-some yarders. It wasn't like he missed 30-yard field goals. No, no, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. But What was it, 53, and then it was 52 That final drive drive is different if it's an eight-point game. Absolutely, totally different. Totally different type of drive. Yeah, Yeah, you get a lot more aggressive. You don't really worry about getting beat deep as much. No, you get Um, because the Giants need a touchdown and a two-point conversion. But, yeah, like, you know, if you want to talk, and that's the biggest thing I I was kind of, saying uh, i was trying to see if any giants fans would come in and give some comments as we broke down this thing um as i I put some stuff out on social media because the the refs were bad all game for both sides let me make that clear there was stefan Diggs, a step out of bounds gets hit late and they let that go the giants played the whole game with uh, dexter lawrence and he should have been ejected for that hit on spencer brown late after that squirm at that at that skirmish. So I think that you really have to look at the refereeing as a, the Giants should have never even had the ball at the one. And then yeah. B that's the, that's the game defining play. You gotta be, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta get, you know, free. You can't get, you can't call a play that relies on your guy to engage with another guy and then get off him. Like that's just football. Like at the end of the day, you know, you're at a you're at the one yard line. There's no real room that you know you're going to be able to get jammed and stuff like that, and and that's going to happen. I think that you know was it unfortunate for the Giants to lose that way? Sure, it was, but that's man, fun. they had plenty of opportunities there. I think that you got to um, you think about the opportunities that you got if you're a Giants fan and understand you had you know all the opportunities for that game, and if you're worrying about that one last play when you just got the benefit of the doubt on the play before that, where you got the call. I just, I don't see it. I'm watching the final play right now. I don't I can't bring it on the screen because we'll I could bring it. it up in a second. Yeah, give me a second. But it was the pressure by, I believe that was 
Hyde and no Poyer who made the jump on the ball and Lawson. I believe that's Lawson. I can't tell. Is ninety Lawson? That's either Russo. That's either Russo or Lawson. I can't tell. Whoever made the final pressure on the play, I think that's Russo. But but and Johnson. Look, it was handsy. I also think Waller was a little handsy. I'm not going to say if that was a fair call or not. I'm, I'm not. I don't think that's my knowledge. Uh, but that was stressful. That yeah. was that was stressful. Uh, Let me bring it up here. here. One there's second. a comment that I wanted to mention, but uh, John's right. There were penalties against the Giants, not called two. Um, our defense was great. I think we got to give a shout out to our defense. I get it. We were playing the Giants, but you held them to nine points, Lance, which would have been great. Okay, we're watching the play. Who comes in on the side and goes for Taylor? That's Shaq. Yep. That's Shaq. Okay, Shaq. so I was right. We'll go Poyer. Go rewind for a second. If you don't mind. We'll go Poyer make a jump on the ball. Yep. Right there. I think that had an effect on the ball. He didn't touch the ball, but he got in the vicinity that, of also Poyer. that ball is really high. I mean that's that not ball really, would have been really tough for Wallace. I don't, also, yeah, I'm not see if even if you're not getting that. Uh I mean I get that he grabbed there's no doubt he grabbed he grabbed him a little bit, but no, nobody's, you're, not, nobody's not admitting to that in my yeah. opinion. But also shout out to the defense for that stand in the to end the half stand. This game could have been so different. The Giants cost themselves. And also, the Giants, was this the second half or the first half? I don't remember. Second half. When they didn't when they hit when they got to nine to seven and they didn't go for it on the fourth and inches and the fourth and one in our territory. If you're gonna pull off an upset on the road in prime time, Brian Dable, you kind of have to go for it. Brian Dable was terrible on Sunday night. He was yeah. terrible. How bad Brian Dable looked on Sunday, and I love Dable, but all the Bills fans that are and the hate Dorsey train, Dable was bad. Dable was worse than if you what Ken Dorsey was on Sunday night. Dable looked lost out there. He botched play calls. The end of the first half, I don't know if that was either Tyrod's fault or Dable's fault. The play where the second this in the fourth quarter when he botched that when he didn't go for it on fourth and one. I thought Dable played coached a terrible game on Sunday night. You go for that on fourth and one in the fourth quarter in Bill's territory when you're down seven six. You don't kick a field goal there. Oh, on the field goal drive. Yeah, yeah you don't yeah. kick a field goal there, Lance. Yeah, that's ten minutes to go in. That's you yeah, do, ten minutes to you, go in the, in the would, fourth quarter. Lance, you're on the road with an inferior team. In prime time on the road, you yeah. do not at the eleven yard line. Yeah, you're you at the do Bills not eleven yard that line. Goal. 100%. You do, if I'm a Giants fan and now you can be screaming about the non-PI call, and I get it, I get it. But what I would be screaming about maybe a little more, you do not go for that. You do go for that. Come on, like that. That is one. That's a thank God they didn't go for it. <laughs> you yeah. never know. But you're down by one point and you kick a field goal to go up two. What do you, what what does that do? You go up two points. Come on, Brian Dable. So that's something that I guess do we the Bills want that back? I don't know. I'm not saying we wouldn't want Dable back as an OC, but sometimes the grass is over. <laughs> but you, I, you I mean, I haven't. Right? The Bills just haven't had the offensive guy that I I haven't been enamored with any of the offensive coordinators we really had. I mean, it just seems like it should be. We talked about this with John Scott last week when he was on the Blitz. Um, it, it should look easier. 
And in the game against Miami it and in these other games against Vegas, the Raiders and Washington, it's just it it looked but like the timing was there. It looked like people were where they were supposed to be, when they were supposed to be there, and and the Bills executed. So if that's the case, why didn't that why can't that happen more often? Because we've seen three games where it's happened and three games where it hasn't happened. So kudos to, you know, those three defensive coordinators um, for the guys facing the, you know, the Jets, um, the Jaguars and the Giants. The Giants was probably should have been more um, predictable because we just know that Dable's got so much information on this squad from personnel to um, Ken Dorsey's playbook, probably, and things like that, that you have to um understand yeah. that you know he's probably gonna but i mean the the you know what inability to get off of stefan diggs when they're just taking him away you know is they, just incredibly annoying you know what they found out um i think we hopefully they found out they got to establish the run they were able to run the ball in that second half if you do that early in that game lance i think the game is a totally they different did try yeah. i think and they just weren't able to because it, they had drives where they tried well, to why run. would you be able to in the second when you're down like that doesn't make any second half when you're down points you know what i mean i feel like it would be the total well, the defensive line's getting worn down a little bit you're starting to be in more passing situations so you can kind of catch them off guard a little bit more I get, no but you I know i that. think that you have um you know just Two yard run, two yard run here, and well, yeah, you know, then they, they then they get some incomplete passes and some fumbles here when they're when they're rolling down when when the drives were working and kind of going, so they kind of shot themselves in the foot there. And I'm just looking through some of the play by plays and things like that. It's just like you know they couldn't get the runs to hit well, they when they need to, and they're so, exactly, and then they yeah. couldn't get the pass plays to hit. Now, Allen holding the ball is starting to come back a little bit here. At least it did this week, we'll say, but, and and you have to get him in a comfortable spot where he can get that ball out and not have to hold it. Um, and, and that's on Dorsey a little bit. We'll talk about now we're kind of talking about this Dorsey thing. Um, look, Dorsey's not perfect. He's not without blame here, but he's not the whole problem with the offense either. Um, no. He's got to figure out how to get guys in, in better situations. I saw, uh, breakdown of one of the play action passes we ran where it was literally just Diggs and Davis on post routes that turned into sort of crossers. Um, and that, you know, it's like, okay, you're play action and you've got two receivers running routes. If the giants don't bite on the play action and cover those two receivers, then your play doesn't work. It's just, you know, it's that simple. Yeah. And so there's a lot of those plays where if this guy doesn't bite on this fake or that guy doesn't bite on the window dressing you're trying to give, then you have no play. There's no, there's hot routes where James Cook goes out of the backfield and they're sending pressure. I and the 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 idea here is when you get pressured, you replace the ball to where the pressure comes from. That's the idea on beating a blitz. They didn't do it. James no. Cook's wide open on the hot route, and Allen just doesn't throw it to him. I said so this, that's part of the reason why the offense isn't working too. Think, so there's both sides of the coin. I don't think we should be worried about Kendrick. I think there's, I agree. I think you, you kind of uh, laid it out nicely. The execution play calling, right? I think nothing was perfect on Sunday. And we saw that if it's perfect, it's what Miami was. When you put up 48 points and you look like the greatest offense to ever step on a field, 
It's it looks like one of those games. I think the Bills need to get maybe, is simpler the right word? I don't know, but they need to get back to the basics on offense. I think you've got to go out of more play action. I think you've got to establish the run. I think having Kincaid with Knox back would be helpful with two tight end sets. Sure. And I think maybe go to a screen pass to help Allen out. Because you know what go- goes good for the confidence? If you do a dump off to James Cook and he takes the ball 15 yards. That's a great confidence. That's also going to weigh confidence. on the and offensive line, too. Everything. It open like but Lance, if you have a threat of the short passing game, it opens up the deep ball. Right. 100%. It, it opens up everything. I think they got to use Gabe Davis more. I don't think we have a Gabe Davis problem. I don't. I think they have to use him more. That fumble was bad. Can't be fumbled. I do think they targeted him four times. He caught the ball three times for 21 yards. Get him the ball more. Get playmakers. You know what they used great? How about the Deontay Hardy play for a touchdown? 100%. That was nice. Little this is why I don't think it's all Condorcy, though, right here, this comment. Josh is able to audible out of situations. He's yeah. in control. Oh, 100% he is. Why yeah. do you think it's Ken Dorsey when Josh Allen is the one in control of this offense? Why? Oh, it doesn't oh, make any course, sense to me. I'm Josh not blaming is. all on Josh Allen. Josh Allen's one of the greatest players in Bill's history. He's one of the best players in the whole NFL right now. But he's not seeing everything. He's not doing no his best either and everyone wants to blame it on ken dorsey for some reason and i'm not sure why he's pulling the trigger here he's the one seeing the field checking it in to whatever play here now the players also have to go out and execute and like you said the offensive line wasn't great wasn't able to give him the time he might need to make some of these plays but also when you only have limited (laughs) routes being run i think that (laughs) uh, i think that you have to understand that there's more than just Ken Dorsey involved here. Yeah. There's a lot of players involved and a lot of coaches involved. And it's not just Ken Dorsey. I promise you. That's what I want. That's the main thing from this um, topic that I want to discuss was to say that we talked again, we talked about this with John Scott last week. We had the same yeah. conversation and we said, if the bills don't go out and make it look easy, we're going to be right back here talking about this again. And here we are. And it it's it's definitely can be drawn up better from Dorsey's end, hundred percent. I think it's it's collective. But unit. they practiced the opening drive script over and over again this week. I can promise you they practiced that opening drive script and they couldn't execute it. So that can't be on Dave. That can't be on Dorsey when they it's have a Dave. script. But not on Dave either. It's on Dave because uh, he actually stopped it. But I just think when you <laughs> when you've got a script to go out and start a game and and you run a minute drive, you have three plays in a minute and you can't execute. I think that's, that's just not Ken Dorsey. It's the team having to execute. I think it's an execution situation. And I think it's a play calling situation. I think it's both. Why, why is that such a hard answer? Yeah, it's both for sure. It's everything. But I'm just saying like, when you, when you look at it though, is as much heat as everyone wants to give, Ken Dorsey, I think it just needs to be, yeah, absolutely. But why doesn't he check to those plays? Like he, well, Allen's calling check. the plays. Can you check from a shotgun to uh, under the sure. center? McDaniel, Mark McDaniel was talking about Tua taking over the game in times and going in there and calling his shot, and it worked. No, I, I agree. And I know I Allen's not going to disregard Dorsey on every play. I'm, I'm not saying I'm that, thinking. but when you're needing a play, Ready? or when you're thinking in a flow of a game, Get out there and call your game. I do think 
Josh trusts Dorsey. I think a ton. Sure. I think they, he trusts him a ton. I think he wants to go with his play call. I do think it's a combination of both. And I don't know why for Bills fans that is such a hard answer. And there's some people, stupid bug, is all over the, the Dorsey hate train. Uh, I get it. And I understand it. And it hasn't been pretty. And look, if the Bills go put up 35 or whatever, 28 on Sunday, I don't think Lance and I are talking about this on Tuesday. I don't I just don't. Uh, we won't be. We'll talk about the game, and we won't be talking about that. Uh, but if they come out and struggle again, we might be. It's just one of those type of things. Before we get to the Patriots, uh, also McDermott and Dable hate each other, so they should fight in the offseason, but that's just my opinion. I have yeah. no idea. I have no idea why they I have no idea why they hate each other. I don't know if they yeah. hate each other. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not going to yeah. start. For whatever out. reason, Sean McDermott wasn't um... too – yeah, there was something going on. Interested in, in sitting there and talking with he usually after the game. And why that is, nobody is going to know except for a, a few select people, I would except assume. Except for Sean McDermott. Yeah. Maybe just Sean McDermott. Maybe just him. And his wife. And his wife. <laughs> probably his wife. Does he have kids? Maybe his kids. Do you, before we get to the Patriots game, because I want to, I, want, I do want to touch on that. I know we spent a lot of time on the Bills Giants, but it was one of those games where you spend a lot of time on like sure. the Bills Commanders game, where you don't spend a lot of time and you preview the Dolphins. It's just how it is. Do you have a player of the game? Do you have? Let me pull this graphic up. Player of the game. And Stefan Diggs. I mean, he just was the offense. Ten catches, hundred yards. They had one hundred and sixty-nine yards passing. Um, Obviously, he didn't score, but you know he was a big part of why we were in the positions we were in. So I go with Stefan Diggs. How about Teron Johnson? Fifteen tackles, nine solo tackles, a pass deflection, and the play of the game potentially to seal the Bills' win. Even if you do think it's a PI or not, he they didn't call it, and he made the play of the game. I'm going to give it to Teron Johnson. I also think he is so valuable to this team. Yeah. We didn't so talk about valuable. this yet, and I wanted to touch on it too earlier. I was scrolling through, and I was like, oh, yeah, I got to circle back on this. Teron Johnson is, is so, so good. insanely good. Um, so we talked good. about how he was the best nickel corner um, in the game yeah. or one of the best in the league here, and he's, I mean, he's, he's surpassing star. all – I mean, if he's not the first team all pro – nickel corner and i don't know if they use that position on the all pro team but damn he should be um definitely should be in the running for for some sort of award because he the way he's playing this year he's basically the bill's third linebacker and also uh interior cover corner at the same time just incredible effort every game so far from him when when he went down it was like oh boy this is going to be really trouble if you have no Milano, no Teron Johnson because and Davis I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> so um, definitely, you know, Teron Johnson is a big reason why this unit is able to still work as well as it is. And, and that's the other thing is the defense is not the concern here, even though the defense is missing three starters due to injury, the defense is, um, is still running very high level. I think that you have certain plays here and there, where a guy like Dorian Williams, it was just mentioned, Kyrie Elam gets beat. Benford got beat on one. So everyone has an, a, a play or two. Micah Hyde got beat against the Jags, which you can say, why was he even on them? You don't know. But um, but overall, the, the performance so far from this defense 
even after those injuries has been far exceeding my expectations. And I, I'm thinking, you know, the number of three and outs and the number of stops they're getting um, time after time to get the ball back to this offense is just being lost in all this because the offense is doing nothing with those opportunities. Yeah. Uh, Roy Collins, always late. Nice job, Roy. Stop being late. Uh, he mentioned no huddle. I want to get to the Patriots game in a second. He mentioned no huddle. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's the solution. But I do think when the Bills are fast and they quick pace on offense, they are better when they slow it down. And the Bills quick strike you when they get to the line, they call the play, and they just go, 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 go. And for some reason, the offense clicks. I don't know. It's like the end of the half, the Bills are always flying. It yeah, always 100%. works. So I'm not saying we want to go two minutes every time, but I'm just saying uh, I'm just one of those people that I think maybe it does. And John Robert is like, is agree. I agree with you, John. Like and share. Okay, Patriots time. Bills, Patriots, 1 o'clock. Guess who will be there? This Who's going to be there, Peter? This guy's going to be there. I Peter Niasi. Intern in WPRI. Providence. WPRI. Yeah, I'm an intern for WPRI in Providence. Rhode Island is sports media intern, and we cover the Patriots. So I will be at the game on Sunday in a press box. We'll be on the field before the game, be on the field after game, be in the locker room. So make sure you follow all, the Bill and Buffalo on Twitter so you can get all pictures and stuff. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. For I'll give you guys some stuff tomorrow. I'll be at Patriots uh, Media tomorrow. Not Taylor Swift. So no, not Taylor Swift. I'm better than Taylor Swift. But I'll be at Patriots Media tomorrow. See what they see what some of the players say about the matchup for the Bills. If you follow me on Twitter or the Bill and Buffalo Twitter. But this is a game where the Bills should smoke them. Yep. Will they? I don't know. <laughs> After what we saw Sunday night. But there's something that Josh Allen in his career has been exceptional against Bill Belichick led defenses minus was the first game of 2019. I think the first time he played him, he threw three interceptions minus that game. Josh has been really good against the Patriots. It's one of the the Patriots are absolute garbage this year and let's not pull any punches. I think that you, you have to to understand like this is the perfect situation. This is the, is the real game where if this doesn't look a little bit easier, yeah, if this doesn't start to get things rolling, then we're going to come back again next week and have another discussion about what really is going on. Because this week, really, you have a, a team with a well-coached defense. Sure. Yeah. Um, but they're out there. Oh, Judon's yeah. not there, right? Oh, Judon's not now, there. Their best corner, Christian Gonzalez, is not Gonzalez there. Is Josh Uche might be injured. One of their best pass rushers. They have no weapons on the outside. Ramondre Stevenson's been an absolute show of himself. He's been injured, even though he hasn't been injured. He's been injured. Uh, Mac Jones looks lost out there. Their O-line's been banged up. Yeah. Devontae Parker's talking to the media about uh, – he said he didn't drop the ball, barely hit his fingertips. That went right through his hands, and Mac Jones put a great pass on it. Their weapons have been bad. They've been bad. Yeah. They've been the, yeah, the, the worst defense team. Should They've probably been the second-worst team. This game. The third worst team in football, maybe outside of the Bears and Panthers, and I guess you want to throw the Broncos in there. I don't know. They're top. This is a game where I expect if if the Bills' offense can't score, the defense is going to score twice. I expect the defense to score twice in this game and be able to get points on the board to make sure that this isn't close. Because I really think that this is a game where the the team should be pretty fired up in a divisional game to really put this game out of reach early. They're, the Patriots' weapons are demoralized. Uh, not demoralized. They, that's not the right term. But 
DeMario Douglas is a nice young player. They put him in the doghouse early in the year when he fumbled against Miami. Kendrick Bourne has been probably their best playmaker, and they refuse to use him. Juju Smith-Schuster is a shell of himself. Devontae Parker has been terrible. Uh, uh, who else have they used? They haven't. Taquan Thornton's played one game this year. The rookie they drafted last year. Uh, yeah, mom's really, coming in. My wife is a Patriots fan, so everyone knows. And they're bad. I absolutely hate. I, I, Lance, the I cover thing, them every week. That's that's the worst thing about my wife, and I'm doing all right, I think. So, um, you know, it's going to be a big rivalry game in this house. Um, This weekend, we're going to be at my mom's a couple hours away and be driving back early the morning of so we can get back here and get in our groove for the game. So, uh, yeah, we'll be here, and and it'll be fun for me. I think, you know, I'll be playing with my son and um, laughing at my wife quite a bit, hopefully. Hopefully. Don't knock on on wood. (laughs) Knock on wood, man. Uh, I was going to go somewhere there. But uh, but no, the Patriots' weapons have been demoralized. And something that you mentioned, that their defense is has always been their thing. Even the last since last year when, they're, uh, when they have struggled offensively, right? When they have struggled last year offensively with the quarterback change and all that stuff, their defense this year is not the same. It's because of the Christian Gonzalez, who was their star rookie corner. He's out for the year. Uh, Kyle Duggar is dealing with an injury right now. They have Matthew Judon, their best pass rusher, who's an absolute game wrecker. One of the best pass rushers in football is uh, out for the foreseeable future. Josh Uche might not play. Keon White got banged up. I'll look at the – I can look at the – I'll send you – I'll look at the – what's it called? The injury report tomorrow. But it's two of their top best defensive players are definitely not playing. They don't have that same juice on the line. But offensively, it's just their defense is on the field way too much. And offensively, they will show themselves. They have no rhythm. They have no running game. They refuse to say that Ramondre Stevens has been injured, even though most likely he's been injured. Uh, Zeke's not the same. Their weapons are bad. It's been it's a bad Patriots team right now. It's a it's a crapshoot. It's a first time glance. I think we can say in a while, in a while, it looks like a poorly run organization at the moment. There's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, I love every moment. Stability. Of it. Oh, I love it. There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of instability. Uh, you get the Bill Belichick hot seat rumors. You have them asking Bill O'Brien today, is Mac Jones the starter? You have just the kind of rift between Mac Jones and Bill Belichick that started last year when he benched, when he got injured. And then it's when he came back healthy, they went with Zappi. Then they went back to Mac Jones. Then they went back to Zappi. Then they went back to Mac Jones. It's one. Yeah. It was one of those years last year that was bad. My guy so. Matt, his son Declan's going to be born here in the next day or two. Oh, really? Um, Congratulations! And, uh, so Sunday um, will be his. First oh, there you have a name. Watching, uh, watching with the with his boy. So that'll be. So awesome. is the son born born yet or not born yet? Nope, not born yet. So let's hope he's not born at one o'clock on Sunday because that'd be poor time. No offense. Yeah, it would be, but I think I'm, that's not going to happen because, uh, yeah, she'll be. Ready to go either tomorrow or Thursday. So be good. We'll be good. <laughs> How you said that, it's hilarious. Uh, game picks. Last week, you said the Giants were going to score nine points. And I gave, if you go back on, on, I clipped it and put it on Twitter on Sunday. If you go back and you look at my face reaction, I was like, wow, he is really wrong. He was not wrong. Lance was right. He had nine points. He did not get the Bills score right because I would have looked at him at uh, probably even worse if he said 49. Yeah, but, but they did have four at the end, so all I missed was that three part, that 30. No, 
Yeah, did you say 34 to 9 or 24? Yeah, I said 34 to 9. So I what just did I say? Yeah, 38 turned that 3 to a 1 and, and we're right there. But yeah. Okay. What do you got this week, man? This week for the Patriots, man, um, it's so tough because the Bills have just been on the struggle bus so much. And I just want them to to really click and get off that in the worst way. Um, I'm going to go with 45 to 7 Bills win. Wow. Two touchdowns from the defense. Two touchdowns from the defense. Love it. Love it. I think this is a I hate the word get right game because that doesn't exist in the NFL like it does in like college football or maybe some other sports because every game is tough. It's a division game. You have to play your A game, but you're in a one o'clock window. Bills love playing in the one o'clock window. You're playing a Patriots team that's one and five. I just listed maybe 60 reasons why the Patriots have been struggling this year. I just went on a tangent up and down the roster and into their front office, into their coaching, why the Patriots are one and five this year and why they're in turmoil. The Patriots have no offense. I think the Patriots get to 10 points. So my game prediction, Bills 31, Patriots 10. I think the Bills get to the 30s. They get their offense kind of get going. And I think the Patriots get to 10, a field goal and a touchdown, 31 to 10. I think the spread on Caesar Sportsbook at the moment is around eight. It's eight and a half right now. Uh, we didn't even touch on the Josh Allen potential injury, but I think we both agree he's fine, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Obviously, there's not really much to report other than their questionable day-to-day injuries for the Bills right now. And we'll, we'll find out tomorrow. Think there's yeah, there's not much concern that um, – that Allen wouldn't play. Uh, he played through it all game, and and obviously he's a gamer, so he's going to go out there and give it his best shot for sure. I, my dad texted me. He does every week. Twenty four ten Bills. That's what he got going for this week. Twenty four ten Bills. It is look. They would cover the spread. It's the NFL. Maybe we're going a little too bold with the predictions. You forty five sevens. It's absurd. But I hope you're right. I just don't see how. I mean, if you're not I agree. able to, get I don't the see how the can move on Allen and your offense. You know, has the, you know motivation to really get going plus when the defense scores two touchdowns for you that it makes <laughs> oh, you know then your own the offense is only really scoring 31 it's just that the defense then gets two touchdowns to make it 45 you know uh john's asking how's cam i'm assuming cam lewis he had a stinger that that's what i kind of read uh he should be okay to go stinger's not a long-term option uh we'll find out tomorrow guys go for go follow the bill and buffalo twitter account we'll get you guys that injury report wednesday thursday friday i would expect and don't be concerned maybe not expect but i wouldn't rule out and bills fans don't be concerned if you listen to podcast uh yes john robert uh came with a stinger so he should be okay to go uh, i would say don't be concerned if josh Allen is limited tomorrow just gonna put that out yeah, there give him a rest but I, I wish even let him practice. He could practice on Saturday and walk through. I wish the Bills could put him like as full, just so people wouldn't panic. Because people yeah. are gonna panic tomorrow when they see the limited. Just gonna put it out there. Maybe I'll include this in the Built and Buffalo tweet. Don't panic, people. Uh, I won't. But but I think I would ex- maybe expect to see him limited tomorrow. We'll find out. I guess AJ Benetta was a little banged up. We'll see Cam Lewis. Oh, Dane Jackson and Kincaid are the two things, the big things to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. this week, Dane Jackson did not play with the foot injury, but I, he was questionable, and so was Kincaid. Kincaid just has to get through the concussion protocol. I would be shocked if Kincaid doesn't play yeah. on Sunday. Me too. I think he was really close uh, to so clearing was Dane, the I think. protocol and just uh, you know didn't maybe clear the last hurdle. So I think he's got you know with a few more days rest. But is, that's also uh, out of the Bills. Clear that hands. 
That's sure, out of yeah. Kane's hands and that's out of the Bills' hands. That's yeah. that's an NFL. That's a, a whole different thing than Dane Jackson playing with a foot injury. Okay. Yeah. That is going to do it for this edition of the Buffalo Blitz. If you guys listen on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, we appreciate everyone that was in the comment section. Thank you guys so much. There was a ton of comments. Sorry we didn't get to everyone. But next time, if you do want your comment on the screen or with us talking about the comment, make sure you do a super chat. If you guys are listening on audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast, Bill and Buffalo Podcast Network. This comes out tomorrow. Good night, Bobby. Hopefully, you, hopefully you enjoyed the show. And Lance, who are we sponsored by? Before we get yep. Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy app in America today. You have your pick'em. You have best ball drafts. A lot of different options you can use to play a daily fantasy game where you wager your money and get paid out in the same day. Promo code Blitz gets you a deposit match up to 500 bucks we'll also get you a little player promo stat so you can get a guy plus or minus uh higher or lower uh 0.5 yards and usually that's a gimme unless you're aaron Rodgers in week one so player promos deposit matches promo code blitz underdog fantasy underdogfantasy.com go out there sign up now if you haven't already let's do it guys uh John asked about Ty Johnson. I don't think he was called no, up. called up. He's just still, he didn't sign away. He didn't. He, didn't, he just didn't sign a deal with somebody else. That's all. If you guys saw the Leonard Fournette news last night into this morning, the Bills were supposed to meet with him. He was supposed to be coming for a visit, but he didn't because I think the Bills expected Ty, uh, Ty Johnson to leave the PS to go to some other team. That did not, in fact, happen. Uh, so I, I think Ty Johnson probably is the next guy called up to go if Damian Harris can't go Sunday. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Damian Harris plays Sunday. We'll find out more tomorrow. But I would be, right, Lance, utterly shocked if Damian Harris plays on Sunday. I have no idea. I don't want to yeah, speculate. No. I have no I'm idea. I have no speculate. idea. I'm not sure. I no yeah, we'll, have to, we'll have to wait. We'll yeah, unfortunately, that's the one we have to wait and kind of see. Uh, be but Thursday or Friday before we can really have a good idea. So. Great news. He left the hospital. Everything's okay with him. Just some neck pain, which is great news for him. Yeah, sprained neck. So I mean, that's outside of the football. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Ty Johnson would probably be the guy caught up. It would be yeah. cooked. Not likely to play though. I would say with a sprained neck, you're not gonna. No, I you know I don't expect even here. So Ty Johnson would be the guy caught up. He hasn't been caught up yet, John. I know that's what you're alluding to. I saw your comment earlier, but they just mentioned him because they kept him on the PS at the time being. Okay. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Bill and Buffalo, Instagram. Make sure you guys follow everything. Make sure you follow Lance on Twitter. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your Bill and Buffalo Podcast Network. If you're listening right now, thank you. Share, like, comment. And if you missed this episode, it'll come out tomorrow morning at 1 a.m. We'll be back next Tuesday, as always, at 8 p.m. We'll be recapping the Bills Patriots game and getting you ready. For two days later, the Bills and the Buccaneers on Thursday night football. Yeah, keep your eyes out. We're going to have a special promo running for the Buccaneers game, so that'll be a pretty cool oh, uh, deal. Have a uh, little game t- game ticket with uh, tailgate ticket promo awesome. combination for someone out there. Uh, yep, going someone's going to actually get the chance to go with me. So that's oh, that's terrible. Problem. That's terrible. <laughs> what the heck wants that? What the heck? That's your problem. It's oh, going to be a good deal. You get to there sit next go. to me for three and a half hours. 100%. Uh, so if you guys like what you see on here, you want to take in a game with me, uh, keep your eyes out on Built-In Buffalo Network, and we're going to be running that promo next week. So Don't go, people. No, I'm joking. Go. It's a free. It, it would be free, right? You don't have to do That's anything. It. Exactly. It's a free ticket. Who wouldn't take a free ticket? 
But I'll be at the game Sunday in the press box on the media. That'd be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, so make sure you follow me on Twitter for all updates before and after the game. We'll see you guys next Tuesday, 8 o'clock, getting you ready and preview or recapping the Patriots game and getting you ready for the Buccaneers game. As always, this is the Buffalo Blitz on the Built on Buffalo Network. And go Bills. Go Bills, baby.